G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to Christians and our friendships. There might be a lot of dimensions to friendship that maybe we've not even considered so closely, from that intimate marriage and romance type of friendship to best friends forever, maybe just good mates or the sorts of colleagues that you work harmoniously with in your workplace. Well, Peter Sorkia is back with us today. Peter is a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. She has a new coaching series out that's called Why Friends. Peter, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. Peter, just uh, let's just go personal for a moment here. Uh, long-time friends. Some people have troubles with long-time friends when they've moved around a bit, you know, itinerant workers. Uh, sometimes you were growing up and your parents were itinerant and uh, you've moved around a lot. Sometimes lifelong friends are not there for everyone, but there's real advantage in having good, solid friendships, aren't there? Look, there are. And if those people that were your friends a long time ago are no longer in your world because of uh, we're all very movable, aren't we? We're in the world, you know, we can move now that we're out of lockdown. Uh, so if those people aren't around, look, I really advise and suggest that that you seek out new friends because, hey, our new friends can be just as wonderful as those ones that have been around a long time. And I think it's good to have a balance of both. No doubt we need to work hard from time to time at cultivating the sorts of friendships that we want to be a part of. No use necessarily cultivating a friendship when you just don't like that person. You might say, I love them in the Lord, but somehow or other they don't relate to you so well. But you've got to cultivate those friendships with the people that you want to be friends with. Yes, yes, we do. And uh, that's that's such a good point that you've brought up, Neil, because I've recently, uh, actually today, had a conversation with a new friend and she was in a study group with me and we just clicked. Now, this study group was online, but we had to do a workshop where we had to be there together as all the group and all, all of the um, educators and, and this classroom. And so we clicked again in the flesh, so to speak, and so now, even though that um, study has finished, we are now making an effort to or cultivate your use of words, very good one, that friendship. So she lives in Brisbane, I'm in Melbourne. So now we are putting aside some time, maybe once a month, every couple of months, just to connect once again. So that's cultivating a new friendship because it's so good for us. It's so healthy. And the Bible talks about friendship. It, it, it is a topic there. So it is something that, yeah, we might have to work at it, 
but it's so worth the effort. As you say, you can have friendships where you're connecting occasionally or regularly, but it could be a you know it could be a month or two between connections. But there's the sort of friend that almost lives in your pocket, and there's the sort of friend that you want to be friends with, but maybe from a little bit of a distance. Different ways we can think about friendship. Yes, and the science tells us now. This is this is quite funny that most of us have two and a half best friends. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I don't quite know how you can have a half a best friend, but um, obviously that's where the numbers crank up. So generally we would have between two and five really close friends that we do life with, that, that we ring up when we've got something exciting to say or when we feel miserable, we ring up a friend, somebody that's going to hear us depending on where we are in our season of life and and what's going on. So the science does say that it's very therapeutic to have those people. Now, there's another group of friends, sort of if you compare, or if you think about it as circles, so we're in the centre and the two to five people, the two and a half, they're in a sort of small circle around us and we're the dot in the middle, a greater circle with a few more people in it, and that's a number that is 15, apparently. So we have some really good friends that are, there's 15 of them on average, and we'd be really upset if, if they died. We would miss them. We would go to their funeral. We would connect with their family. So that's that next group of uh, close-ish friends. And then we've got a wider circle around us in the centre, and that's about 150 friends that we occasionally meet up with for the occasional coffee or chat or whatever. And all of those people are quite important in our lives to keep us you know, humming along and to have those people that we need to chat with and get things off our chest with and for them also vice versa. So that is the science, but of course God is into best friends, isn't he? <laughs> Well, let's talk about God and best friends. Uh, We know that Abraham was called a friend of God. Uh, Jesus eventually called the disciples his friends. And, you know, there are some amazing sayings uh, that come from Jesus himself. Greater love has no man than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. Uh, Let's Mm. talk about God and friends. Uh, This is something Mm. that is a spiritual pursuit. Well, certainly the Bible does talk about Jesus, as uh, as you mentioned, laying down his life for his friends. But it also goes on to talk about in that same chapter, which is uh, John chapter 15, um, that he calls us friends. He called them friends, but he's also calling us friends. So no longer do I call you servants. So we are best friends with Jesus because that's where he wants to be wants to be that best friend in our life. And there's no greater best friend than someone who is there for you 24-7. No matter what you are going through, no matter how low you might feel, or no matter what highs you want to share with someone, Jesus, God our Father, Holy Spirit, God is with us. God Emmanuel, he's with us. He is our best friend. If we would just take advantage of that, and, and do we? And, it's not really taking advantage, is it? It's, it's actually taking the opportunity to go to him with whatever we need to. So number one, best friend, um, what is it, best friend forever, BFF? Number one, really, if, if you can work at that one 
And all friends require time, all friends require effort, and so we do need to put in some effort. But the Bible also talks about friendship itself, and uh, it talks about, uh, let me just look some up, there's quite a lot of those in, in Proverbs, so I've got some here. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Isn't that true? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Uh, so there's that person, maybe it's God, maybe it's a best friend who is just there for you. But also, we must be friendly to be a friend, to have friends. We like to hang around with friends. Uh, we don't always need to have some sort of motive to be there. We just like this idea of hanging out uh, the thought of hanging out with God, hanging out with Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit when he was given, uh, you know, sometimes we consider him to be the comforter, uh, someone who mm. is a friend. And there's a certain friendshipness mm. about God in his presence with us. I love that that you've mentioned the comforter because he certainly is that God and the comforter is also another name for the Holy Spirit. So when we are in need, he can be the one that we do go to and he can be the one that wraps his arms around us and carries us and guides us and and holds our heart almost. And I'm reminded of Psalm 23 when it talks about the valley and um, we are to walk through the valley of darkness. It doesn't talk about we jump over it or we skirt around it. It talks about even though we walk through the valley of darkness and the shadow of death, well, we walk through because it then says he is right beside us. His rod and his staff protect and comfort us, if you look at the Amplified Version. So that comforting in the valley is, is so important when we are grieving, when we're going through loss. It's so important to have God with us in that space. His rod and his staff comforting mm. us. Uh, is mm. there a lesson in there, Peter, for mm. how we hope that our friends in the flesh will be with us uh, and mm. the way that we ought to be cultivating our own ability to be a good friend? Any thoughts here? Mm. Oh, that's so many. It would be um, probably three weeks and I'd still be going. <laughs> um, our, our friends can show us, just like the law does, how they care about us by just being there, just listening, just empathising in the space that we're in. Uh, a psychological term, counselling term, is being attuned to your client. So just being attuned to what your friends are going through. And so for us, you know, when your friend's going through some stuff, you can tell them what to do, but that's not real helpful because they may not want to do it. <laughs> what you think they might want to do, what they want to do. Um, or they might not have a clue what to do. But just listening and empathising. And the best way to do that is just to, like, reflect. And I think I've talked about that with you before, perhaps when I've been talking about communication, Neil, and that is you just reflect back what they're saying. You just say, oh, so you're feeling this. Oh, I don't get yeah, I felt like that sometimes. So is that how you then feel? Oh, is that right? Oh, I'm with you. You know, I'm just there with you. And 
by those actions, we really are displaying the heart of God because that's exactly where he is. He's with us in the valley. So for our friends, and I'm sure we want that from our friends, for them and from them, let's just be there for our friends and let's allow them to be there for us. Peter, is there some way you can do uh, some sort of a personal assessment on how you treat your friends? Uh, Some way you can look a little introvertedly and say, well, actually, I treat my friends pretty badly from time to time. I'm amazed they stick around. Any way you can sort of do a bit of a self-assessment, say, "This, this is what makes me a good friend. Yeah, well, there's nothing like um, the positives and the negatives. Uh, When I don't know what quite to do about something, I might write down, okay, what are the choices and what are the positives and negatives of each one? So in this one, it might be a little bit different, but you write down, I am a good friend because, and then there's the good things that you do, I'm not a good friend because. And you might look at those things that you're doing that aren't really good for friendship and think, okay, Father... Help me. (laughs) I want to be a better friend. Help me to look at these and come before you and get some help from you and maybe lay those down and repent before you if I need to. Father, if there's something there that's in me that I need to look at, please show me. And I always say to my clients, and I do this myself, the last couple of verses of Psalm 139 where it says, um, let me just quickly turn to it. Um, It talks about, asking God to show us what's in our heart and make us better. So I'm just turning to it now. Uh, It says, um, mm -hmm -hmm. Search me, O God, know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So just asking the Lord about our attitude towards our friends. How does it need to change? Show me, Lord. If you pray that, he's going to show you. That's that. You've got that list. You're working on that list, making you a better friend. Then the things that you are doing well, perhaps you could do some more of those. Perhaps you could say, wow, should I do that with that person? But I don't do that with that person. Maybe that person needs that particular gift that I give to friend A. Maybe I listen to them no matter what they're going through. Maybe friend B requires a bit more of that from me. Maybe they are not getting that from anyone. So perhaps I can be um, Jesus' hands and feet here at this time for that person. So it's not a bad thing to yeah, self-reflect on your um, attitude and your actions in the area of friendship. Well, Peter, I'll look forward to some more conversations about friends over the next little while. You've been working on a new coaching series called Why Friends. And for listeners to connect with Peter, it's Peter Sorkia. Peter's a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. And wherever you are around Australia, you can connect with Peter at her website, peterempoweringyou.com. There's also a De-Stress God's Way online group coaching that you can still be a part of with Peter. That's on Thursdays at 1pm in Victoria. Uh, Lots of answers to those questions you might have about the stresses you're going through. And just to mention too, coming up on the 10th of September, a woman of influence which is an organisation founded by Peter, rescuing and rehabilitating people from human trafficking. You can go and be a part of that event in Melbourne at Hopper's Crossing, uh, or you might like to make a donation online. Connect with Peter at peterempoweringyou.com. Peter, thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. You're very welcome. Thank you, Neil. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.